Listening to the Full Sport Press podcast, featuring hosts Jay Hove, Jeff, and Weezy. Please enjoy the show. Greetings and salutations. I would like to welcome everybody back and some of you for the first time to the Full Sport Press podcast, the premier sports podcast for the consummate sports fan. And this is your one stop shop for all sports related news and topics. I am Jay Hove. It's your boy, Big Jeff. Weezy in the building. Say what's up, Weezy. Oh. All right. Yeah, yeah. Weezy's out on assignment. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Uh, <laughs> All right. <laughs> Shout out to Weezy. Yeah. Godspeed to you, my brother. Um, episode 299, Jeff. Yeah. Yeah, we're yeah. bringing the 2019 college football season to an end by breaking down the bowl games. FSP style. <laughs> Always. FSP style. <laughs> you better damn know it. You better damn believe it. Um, FSP is celebrating our 300th episode and joining forces with Edmondson Chapel Church in Antioch, Tennessee for a co-drive. Mm-hmm. We're asking our listeners to turn in your new or gently worn winter coats yeah. from a smoke-free home. Please DM any of us. Please DM any of us. Please. Any of us. Please. Please just don't go to the church yeah. uh, so we can deliver the coats to the church as soon as possible. We are accepting coats until the 18th of December. We'll even pull up on you. I put up on a pull few up, people. For yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah, for sure. So get that going, man. Good calls, man. Yeah. Shout out to Emerson Chapel Church. Always looked out for FSP from the beginning. Absolutely. Sure. Uh, let's kick it off, uh, Jeff. Okay. Best of the week. What you got? Uh, The Lord London Puma ad, man. That's yeah. a good one, Jeff. Yeah, was, you pod now. Yeah, man, that was, whoa, it was, it was, it was hard to watch the whole thing because, you know, emotions, you know. Yeah. Somebody was cutting onions. Yeah. But. That was definitely child to Puma. Shot, yeah. Definitely child to Laura London, the family. That was everything. tough, man. Whew. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, my best of the week is Khalil Mack. He paid off 325 layaway accounts yeah. in his hometown of Fort Pierce, Florida. Mm-hmm. Ended up costing Mack close to $80,000. So yeah. He's known for giving back. He gave 100 pair of cleats to Fort Pierce Westwood football team nice. um, this year. So shout out to Khalil Mack. Man. Absolutely. Worst of the week for you, Jeff. What you got? Um. I'm all for Baltimore Ravens and what they're doing and winning the games with Lamar Jackson. Do it, you know? It's a great story. Okay, but here's my worst of the week. Mark Ingram can't keep calling Lamar Jackson L freaky. <laughs> Boy, you pop. <laughs> he just yeah, you're bad. He, he just he just can't keep calling him L freaky. Yeah, nah, nah that, that, that ain't it. That, yeah, big trust. Though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. L freaky. L freaky. Nah, that just ain't keep it. it big trust. Yeah, yeah, keep it that way. Nah, yeah. L freaky ain't gonna. Is that what he's saying? He said L freaky live on TV. L freaky, what do you think? No, no, no I can't. No. That's like calling another man delicious. Nah. We, we definitely not doing Dude, that. Come on, L Freak. My worst of the week is Carmelo Anthony. He's been doing his rounds, oh, saying that his jersey should be retired somewhere in New York yeah. or Denver. Yeah. It won't happen in Denver because Nikola Jokic is now wearing 15. Yeah, That For two, two second team all yeah. NBA were both with the Knicks. Yeah. So he was never first team all NBA. It's crazy, right? That was nuts. Yeah, that's nuts. But yeah. Jokic already got a first team all NBA. 
Melo yeah. didn't have any. So. Yeah, and, and, it, and it, it didn't really end well in Denver for and him. And he's only 24 years old. Yeah, and Yoki's got a while to go. Yeah. Come on, man. He yeah. got a stretch to go. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Make sure you check us out on iTunes, Facebook, Instagram, Google Play, Stitcher, Beyond Pod, YouTube, and of course, the SoundCloud page to catch up on the full archive of past episodes of FSP. Just search for Sport press podcast and after you do that check out the on deck tv hip-hop podcast with animal brown spike lou and producer m extra on the boards each and every wednesday this week's episode is the 10 top 10 albums of the year for sure did you agree with the, the list no oh, okay. i totally right. disagree with all the right list. all right <laughs> my top five i will release my top five on my instagram story follow the boy j hove on instagram here we go to see uh, a real top five nah they did a good job everybody's <laughs> list is uh, respected to them and yeah. what they like. I appreciate it. Good show, man. You appreciate it? No, I don't appreciate it. I appreciate <laughs> listening to other people's opinions, though, for sure. <laughs> what, what do you agree? Do you agree with that? Uh, I don't agree necessarily with the top five. Right. Um, well, they had game about what I thought, one or two. Game's definitely two to me. It's definitely two. Four Game's quarters. not in my top five. What? That says a lot. Yeah, I know. That says a lot. For sure. Yeah. I'm telling you what. <laughs> when that top five come out, yeah, though, it's for sure. Yeah. Okay. Let's go. Okay. <laughs> Fresh of the Average <laughs> Podcast. Me and my dog, Animal Brown, is a self help fashion podcast directly related to improving everyday fashion. Same great content with the new name. Mm-hmm. You can catch our latest issue. Issue 56 will be up. It's our sneaker of the year issue. <clears throat> so, directly for the culture, hit the hotline 629 777 5565 and drop a voicemail so we can answer your fashion related questions on the next issue. And follow the show IG page at Fresher Than Your Average Podcast. Pod. Mm-hmm. Wear your kicks. Cop responsibly. It's a, it's a big day for first big day. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, a lot of shoes came out this weekend. Yeah. You know, I didn't partake in a lot, but I did partake for sure. Yeah, we'll, we'll hear about it because y'all, <laughs> y'all been gone for a couple of weeks. So, yeah, that, yeah, so that what's your sure. cop list is going to be pretty yeah. long for you. Cop I'm pretty list, sure. Yeah, it's, it's, I've been coughing. <laughs> 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 you can read up on your favorite FSP co host. <clears throat> Right, must be in there. Yeah. Purchase your FSP merchandise. Oh, Weezy not here, it's definitely in the air. Hey, catch up on the past episodes from the shows we just mentioned and much, much more. How you do that, Jazz J? Just search www.realvillemedia.com. Tell a friend to support the real. OMG! OMG, most definitely, Jeff. You got 10 good resting seconds. Oh, yeah. Let's start the clock. All right, man. So, out of nowhere, I didn't even see this on the calendar, but there's a pay-per-view this weekend. Okay, okay. Tables, ladders, and chairs. Okay. So, you know what that means, Jay. Yeah, let's go. Let's All do right. It. Let's do it. So, let's who you it. got? All right. Keep it simple, this one. Um, for the Women's Tag Team Championships, mm-hmm. the Kabuki Warriors, they are the champions, Okay. versus Charlotte Flair and Becky Lynch. Who you got? I'm sticking with the Kabuki Warriors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, I was taking the Kabuki yeah, Warriors. Yeah, sure. I don't know why this is on there, but yeah, yeah. Kabuki Warriors. <laughs> and Rusev uh-huh. versus Bobby Lashley in a tables match. Who's the champion? There's no champion involved here. Damn, yes, yes. Uh, Bobby Lashley, I'm going with Bobby. Ah, yeah, I, I mean, want to. I'm going with Bobby. I think Rusev, I'm get that one. Though. Okay. And lastly, we got, not for the championship, though, okay. this is weird. The champion, Bray Wyatt, okay. versus The Miz. Oh, give me Bray Wyatt for sure. Yeah, I have. I wonder why the championship not on the line. So it makes me think the Miz may win in some foolery. That's true. So that's I, true. I'm going to jump out there and say the Miz, just because. Now, see, you had a little. You had a little. I said the champion, but you know, the championship okay. on the line. But, yeah, but okay. yeah. see, you switched it up on. Me. You had some <laughs> incriminating <laughs> evidence. This is a weird card. Like, yeah, it sounds two, like none of the Brock Lesnar's not there. His championship not on the line. Right. The fiend, well, Bray Wyatt is the champion, but he's not. Defending his belt, and so it's just this is weird. Gets a little tricky. Yeah, a little tricky. All right, let's move on <laughs> to in case you missed it. Uh-oh. Now, cheerleader Tamia Dean 
uh, filed a lawsuit in 2018 where she orchestrated a kneeling as a protest over police brutality. Now, the school responded by ordering the cheerleaders to stay out of view before the games began. They were allowed back onto the field after the anthem. Mm -hmm. The out-of-court settlement ends Dean's litigation against former Kennesaw State President Sam Olins. Her lawsuit claims Olins was pressured to punish the cheerleaders by Cobb County Sheriff Neil Warren, among others. Federal judge dropped Warren as a defendant, finding no evidence, of course. Okay. So, Dean reached a settlement of $145,000, and she will receive 93000 of the settlement with the rest going to her lawyer. So, shout out to Tamia Dean, a shout cheerleader at Kennesaw State. Yeah, get yeah, paid. Sure. Get paid, young lady. Get paid. Get paid. <laughs> sure. Now, tweets with questions throughout the week at Full Sport Press. Don't forget to comment. Give us a thumbs up or a thumbs down on the YouTube page. On the iTunes page, please rate and subscribe. But more importantly, don't forget to tell a friend. To tell a friend. To tell a friend that the revolution will be podcasted. And before we get started with the first half. Jeff, mm-hmm. do you have a yellow box for Cheerios award recipient for the listeners? Yeah. We're going to give it to bodybuilder Yuri Tolochko. That's right. Yeah. Hey, Jeff, I'm telling you. Uh-huh. You're, hey, you're podding today, brother. <laughs> you are podding today. Congrats are in order for bodybuilder Yuri Tolochko and uh-huh. his girlfriend Margot, okay. who planned to tie the knot after he proposed her eight months into their relationship, Jeff. Okay. Now, the proposal comes after Yuri took Margot to undergo. Uh, cosmetic surgery to address some insecurities that she had about her looks that arose when he showed her off during media appearances. Okay. She began to uh, develop a complex, Tolochko said. Now, when I presented her to the world in a photo, there was a lot of criticism, and she began to develop that complex, so we decided to have plastic surgery, end quote. Uh, Tolochko went on to say she has changed a lot. At first, it was hard to accept, but I got used to it later on. The couple first met at a bar when, as Yuri recalls, he rescued Margot from a young man who was treating her wrong. Oh, and the two have been inseparable ever since, even as Margot has tried to carve her own life. Yuri revealed recently that um, she landed a waitressing job at a local <laughs> bar. Uh, she can't walk by herself, so she needs help to get to and from work. What? And the limitations facing his bride-to-be is also to the fact that she cannot cook. If you did not know already, Margot is a sex doll. There is no set date for their nuptials. Margot also has her own IG page that is ran by Yuri. What? (laughs) What? Yuri is dating a sex doll. Um, only eight months though, Yuri. Yuri. You don't think it was too soon? Have, With your sex doll, dude. Have you even met her parents yet? Yeah. Man, this has divorce written all over it, cameraman. How you doing today, brother? <laughs> Two thumbs up. <laughs> have you met her hard drive, Yuri? Dude, come on, man. <laughs> Nobody's gonna. You, you know her like Elephant in the room. This dude has a serious mental illness. Like, for real, like. He needs yeah. some serious help. Yeah, he got. So, what was the plastic surgery that he got? He had one? plastic surgery for his sex doll, dog. Yuri, Yuri, Yuri. Let's get that out to him. Like, I wish there was a faster way than Prime. Is there anything faster than Prime? We're gonna prime it. This is what we're gonna do. We're okay. gonna prime it to him. Yeah. Then we're gonna drive there ourselves. <laughs> Hell yeah. Knock on Yuri's door and hand it to him. And Yuri's a bodybuilder. Now we might need to get. No, no, we said we. I said we. We said we. We going as a team. No, no, I said we by itself. We can't say we by ourselves. Not under the weather weeds. No, not over the weather weezing either. <laughs> you ready to start the first half, bro? No, please. Let's do it. The first half is underway. Full sport press. 
first half, the hottest sports news of the past week, like we do each and every week here at the Full Sport Press Podcast. Before we get started, I am Jay ho It's your boy, Big Jeff. Weezy's not in the building, most definitely. Uh, Jeff, what's your Instagram? Uh, Jayeasley84 across all social media platforms. For sure, and I'm J-A-I-H-O-V on Instagram mm-hmm. and Twitter. Cameraman, your FSP underscore cameraman mm-hmm. on yep. the gram. There? In this cameraman general here? YouTube no, area. Okay. Um, follow <laughs> us on YouTube.com slash... <laughs> Full Sport Press Podcast. Yep. Guys ready? Oh, yeah. Let's kick it off, Jeff. What we got? All right. So, let's go to week 15 (laughs) of the Full Sport Press Fantasy Football League. It's playoff time. It is. All right. So, we got right now at number one. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. Number four. Got Spike Lou Mm -hmm. versus number one. Young Chauncey. Young Chauncey. Young Chauncey jumped out there on Spike Lou. Okay. Uh, is projected to win. Young Chauncey projected to win. Okay. Eleven and three versus Spike Lou nine and five. Um, jumped out there on with a forty-seven point performance by uh, you know who? Mm-hmm. Young Lamar. <laughs> Man. One person gave forty-seven in one night. It's Hard tough to beat that kid. It's tough, Lou. Yeah. I get it though. Yeah, Keep fighting, sure. Lou. Keep your hands up. Yeah. And number two, at mm-hmm. second place, we have a uh, last place two years straight, AB, okay. uh, versus you got Moss, one time for Shane. Okay. Both guys coming in at 10 and 4. Both have won two straight going into the playoffs. Okay. Okay. Reason why I'm not there. And um, yeah, and right now, it's projected to be a win for last place two years straight. Man. Had Mark Ingram. Look at that. Man. So yeah, shout out to Shane, though. He still got a chance. Yeah. We're going to see. So, that's our playoffs, a four-team playoff. Yeah. yeah. For anybody asking, that, that's it. That's all we have, yeah. four teams. Yeah. Season's over. Season's, Season's over. Yeah, we are. Um, our last place person will be Squeaky. So, <laughs> Squeaky. Oh, boy. Um, we'll have fun here very soon. I got to link up with him so we can yeah. um, get that squared away and get that done. Shout out to Squeaky. Shout out to No. Okay. Good luck this week. Go, sure. boy. <laughs> and that's week 15. <laughs> yes, it is. Let's keep it in the NFL. Um, the New England Patriots are back in the news, Jeff. As a second videotaping scandal has transpired. <laughs> During week 14, the Patriots sent a video team to Cleveland to film a documentary on an advanced scout who was at the game watching the Browns and Bengals play. Okay. The Patriots sent a third-party video contractor to Cleveland for the shoot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They were credentialed, yeah. for sure, yeah. by the Browns, but the Bengals and the NFL were not made aware. Mm. Allegedly, the cameraman, shout out to the cameraman, um, proceeded to point his camera at the Bengals coaching staff and sideline for essentially the entire quarter. Now, Bill Belichick addressed it and denied any wrongdoing, mm-hmm. and the NFL is going to investigate the matter. Are the Patriots this <coughs> stupid? Man, <laughs> it's funny. It's almost comical. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like if this would have happened to anyone else, it yeah. wouldn't even be news. It wouldn't be news. But with the Patriots being who they are, yeah, it's like mm, you gotta kind of look at this. You gotta, you gotta, gotta, you, gotta, you know, gotta think about it. Yeah, because yeah. it's like you don't know. You don't really, you know. don't really know. Um, yeah. here's the funny part. Is the guy said, "Hey, you know, I was just hired to do this as a show for because yeah. they're doing a show on the Patriots sure. website." Once said, "Hey, um, you know, I wasn't trying to do anything. I'll delete this right now in front of you, no problem right. at all." But the weird thing about that is, mm-hmm. that's the same thing the cameraman was told to say if he got caught during Spygate, mm-hmm. verbatim, same mm-hmm. exact verbiage. So that's scary. It's, it's different because <laughs> no one has came out. And said outright that the Patriots might have done anything wrong. Yeah. It is against NFL rules to film another team from the press box. I don't know, man. <laughs> it gets kind of tricky, but I would guess that 
no major trouble. Maybe two hundred fifty thousand dollar fine. It should yeah. be wrapped up before the playoff starts for sure. Yeah, it's still weird though when you break yeah. when you think about it. It's just, but, I mean, I don't think Bill Belichick and like I think uh, other NFL coaches have came out and mm-hmm. said he's not that stupid. Yeah, like he's not going to do that considering yeah. the fact that it was it's just as stupid as OJ Simpson <laughs> going and doing what he did after he got off for what he did. Yeah. You know, so yeah, yeah. nobody's that stupid, but hey, weirder things have happened. But yeah, that's what I'm saying. So we can't say he's not that stupid if he thinks he's smarter than everybody in the room. That's that's, that's the biggest thing you can do is sometimes underestimate your opponent. Yeah. I just think that the way that the league is going, you know, it's high rating in the field season this year, Lamar Jackson coming yeah. out of nowhere. Um, th- I think the NFL will want this nonsense to kind of disappear quickly and allow people to focus on what's exciting about football, yeah. and that is um, yeah. the the 49ers and Lamar Jackson and all that. Yeah, I mean, I'm just saying. Yeah. We've been cooking. Yeah. That looked good. Yeah, yeah, good. Great game against the Saints. Great. For sure. Yeah, one of the best regular, regular season games you're going to see. For yeah. sure. Yeah. Most definitely. I don't know about cooking. Mm-hmm. Cooking. Speaking of too much cooking. Too Hey. <laughs> Jeff, hey, cameraman. <laughs> Jeff is podding today. <laughs> that boy is in his pod bag today. Hey, man. He just, he up, got a lot to talk about. Yeah. Um, Husky Nation had a letdown. Yeah, he shouldn't have did. We got a letdown last yeah. Saturday in Saudi Arabia, man. Um, Anthony Joshua put on a boxing clinic yeah. against Andy Ruiz. Andy Ruiz is a representative of Husky Nation. Sure. Um, actually took that too far. Yeah. Ruiz came in 12 to 15 pounds heavier yeah. than their last fight. So uh, he accompanied that to uh, three months of partying after his stunning upset victory over Joshua six months ago. So he th- partied for three months mm-hmm. and then decided to train. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so Joshua came in 20 pounds lighter, mm-hmm. more in shape, a better game plan, fought like a heavyweight version of Floyd Mayweather. Mm-hmm. Not going to get hit. And Ruiz had no chance um, being outpointed 118 to 110 on two cards and 119 to 109 on the third card sure. um, for a unanimous decision victory for Anthony Joshua. Does Andy Ruiz deserve a third fight? He says he would like a third fight. No. Andy <laughs> Ruiz, this is the most he's weighed for a fight in 10 years. Come on, man. This is very eerily similar to when Buster Douglas beat Tyson yeah. and then he came to fight Holyfield, Holyfield and Holyfield absolutely mopped the floor with him. Yeah. So and was never to be heard and from was him. never to be heard from <laughs> again. Yeah, now, and then you and then you look at Anthony Joshua who yeah. was completely ready yeah. and focused, looked a lot less bulky, yeah. a little bit more prepared. Yeah. And you know, Andy Ruiz just he just had a good time, man. He apologized yeah. to his training staff, everybody that was a part of the Ruiz camp. But again, he had his highest earning purse with thirteen million. See what I'm saying? So and he it's hard. It. It's he. hard <laughs> to when you know you got thirteen coming. Yeah, and you just you know you just came off of being on Letterman, not Letterman. Letterman ain't around no more. What's the kid's name? Colbert. Uh, yeah, all those yeah. on all the shows, yeah. and you're the media darling. Yeah. You holding it down for Husky Nation, yeah. and then you lay a dud. Yeah, I mean, he let us down. He oh, he let y'all super down. But I knew it was over. Uh, not to cut you off, I no, knew I knew it was over. The weigh ins. Yeah. Anytime a guy keep his shirt on and weigh in, oh man, uh, he not ready. I saw that. Oh no, this is gonna be easy work for Joshua. Easy work for Joshua. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's nobody wants to see that third. Yeah, no, no, yeah, no, for nah. sure. He's he gonna have to go build himself back up for sure. And yeah. Joshua probably fight the winner of uh, Tyson Fury. And Deontay Wilder. And Deontay Wilder. Hopefully. 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 Um, there's a couple of hurdles in between that. Um, the W, uh, 
B.O. has mm-hmm. a mandatory challenger for um, Joshua in February of mm. next year. Or so who, who the hell? He, who he, the hell is he gonna fight? Uh, somebody that yeah. that they have deemed the number right. one contender for their belt right. and shouldn't be in the conversation. For sure. So if he if he, unless he drops that belt, yeah. that's who he would have to fight. That's true. Yeah, very much so. Yeah. <laughs> right, before we start with halftime, let's talk some Major League Baseball. Okay. Nike revealed it. First look of its MLB jerseys that features the company's iconic swoosh symbol on Monday. Now, in January of 2019, Nike reached an agreement with Fanatics to become Major League Baseball's official uniform provider yeah. in 2020. Photos of all 30 jerseys surfaced online, and many baseball fans, like many baseball uh, baseball fans do, <laughs> expressed discontent with the size and location of the swoosh. Yeah. Is this a big deal, little deal, no deal? Baseball, more than anything, is like the last traditional sport left. And Nike coming in trying to put this. Nah, they ain't trying to hear nothing. No, none of that. that. (laughs) They said that they wish that the swoosh was stitched on the side of the sleeve. Yeah. Baseball fans are such traditionalists that they don't even want a damn replay booth. Yeah. So in turn, ain't no way in the world that you could ever diminish the great baseball jersey. This is the 100% reason why soccer will pass baseball in the next two and a half years. It's a dinosaur fan base with prehistoric rules. Who cares about a swoosh? I thought it looked cool. I thought it made the jerseys look more appealing and more people will buy them because of that. It's ridiculous to make a big deal about a swoosh that's on everybody's sneakers. That is, heaven forbid we put it on these precious baseball jerseys. So, But see, that's the thing. Because... Like uh, the sports we are accustomed to, the for baseballs. Sure. And, I'm sorry, the basketballs and the footballs. The sloosh is right here. The jersey is right yeah, here. The sure. make of the jersey right there on, on the left chest, probably right. Yeah. But right chest. But they baseball is always on the sleeve for sure, and that's just where they want it. I get it, and that product is based in the 1990s. <laughs> and we're going into another decade, dog. It's over with, man. It's yeah. 30 years ago, dog. Yeah. Get some new blood in there, or it's gonna be a situation where baseball will be fifth in the major. Pecking order because they're holding on for dear life. Holding on for dear life, and then they're suffocating the young stars. Yeah, they're trying to make baseball fun again. They they give them a week to wear cool cleats. Yeah, like nah, it's not enough. Let them be themselves, dog. They try to put baseball players in this box, and they're never really themselves. And that's why that we're in a situation where baseball nobody cares about baseball anymore. It's tough. I bet you it's very hard for the average sports fan to name the last five. Baseball champions, wow. very difficult. Yeah, no. But but I'm yeah. telling you, a person can sit and tell you the last NFL yeah. and the last uh, NBA's. Yeah, the last five. So in turn, not to say that it has anything to do with just you know people that we know. Yeah. it's the world. Yeah, and soccer is gonna catch up. I'm telling you, soccer. You got to get on soccer, Jeff. Yeah, no, you're right. Because yeah, I'm sure. definitely not. Yeah. I'm, me and my baseball days are over. Yeah, <laughs> so let's just let's just play off. But I watch my Yankees did get Gary Cole, so we really y'all, paid a, y'all paid a lot. We paid nine years, three hundred twenty. Paid a lot. Years. Yes, sir. Uh, we've been wanting him since high school. Pay he had a lot. sign as a kid. Like, yeah. sign me as I'm a Yankees fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we got him a little later. You paid a lot. We paid a lot. For sure. <laughs> He's the best pitch in baseball. I'll take it. You ready to start with halftime, friend? Oh, yeah. Let's do it. We're at the midway point. Enjoy all of the halftime festivities. Halftime. Where are they now? Have you ever wondered what happened to your favorite athlete from your childhood we have too for sure this week's where are they now is chris birdman anderson oh yeah the birdman started playing basketball at the age of 15 years old in iola texas 
No, Anderson couldn't get in the grades to his 10 to 4 year school. Couldn't you see? I can see um, Chris Birdman. Chris Birdman yeah. Anderson. Yeah. Just falling a little bit below <laughs> student average to get into college. Not, not, that's not surprising at <laughs> right? all. Yeah. Uh, he, he went on to Blend Junior College where the coach was the father of Anderson's high school coach. Okay. He convinced him to play professionally. So he dropped out of Blend in 1999. Okay. And in 2000, he joined the New Mexico Slam of the IBA. In July 2001, Anderson joined the Cleveland Cavaliers for the 2001 Summer League. He became the first D-League player called up by an NBA team, signing with the Denver Nuggets in November 2001. That's a good trivia question. Yeah, that is. In January 2006, Anderson was expelled from the NBA for drug abuse. And in 2008, (laughs) he was reinstated and signed with the New Orleans Hornets. Anderson made his first finals appearance in 2013 with the Miami Heat and won a championship when the Heat beat the Spurs. In May 2012, Anderson's home was the target of an investigation of suspected internet criminal case. Anderson was not charged with any crimes. And in September 2013, it was also revealed that Anderson, along with internet model Paris Dunn, were victims of an elaborate catfishing hoax orchestrated by a Canadian woman. Now, Anderson last played in the NBA with the Cleveland Cavaliers in 2016-2017. He recently played in the Big Three where he helped the power win yeah. a 2018 championship. Yeah. He's now 40 years old and wants to get back on the floor and be a vet for a young NBA team. Birdman, you can't shoot. You're 40. You're 40. There's nothing you can do for an NBA team. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you're trying to fight. Birdman ready for the Bird fight. Birdman is ready for the fight. <laughs> uh, career earnings for Chris Birdman Anderson. 76. That's a lot now. He got, he, he got a contract. Yeah, he did. What'd you say? Cameraman said 40 is close. 33 million okay, dollars. Okay. okay. Not bad. Always made that last contract. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Jeff don't like losing that. Yeah. yeah, that's my one. The numbers is my one. <laughs> <laughs> he ain't losing stuff. That's how I like that. You ever start the second half, dog. But real quick. Real quick. Birdman, his story is something. Like, that's one of the ones kids can really follow. No, for Cause, sure. Because he easily could have given oh, up. Because, yeah, so, yeah, Birdman, is the, he's been able to be a champion. Yeah. Been in the league that long. For sure. And still, yeah, man. Shout out to him. And, yeah. Tattoos. Yeah. He was the first person I saw with tattoos on the neck like that. He yeah. was a for real rock star playing in NBA. <laughs> Definitely. 100%. Yeah. And 100% everything that he did, he probably needs to write a book about. Because I would love to read. I would love to read. The, Bur- oh. the Birdman book would be good. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Let's get started. Second half. The second half is underway. Full sport press. Second half, the 2019 college football bowl breakdown show. I am Jay Ho. It's your boy, Big Jeff. The college football bowl schedule set on Sunday, Jeff. Uh-oh. There's nothing quite like bowl season. If you're a college football diehard fan, it's the best time of the year. There will be a college football game on nearly every day for three <laughs> weeks in December. <laughs> and episode 299 is a look back at the college football playoff and bowl schedules for the postseason. We will start off with our teams. Okay. Weezy's team did not make a bowl game this year, so it will just be me and Jeff's team. <laughs> we'll kick it off with the Orange Bowl, which will be played December 30th. Florida will play Virginia, the number 24 team in the country. Florida's 13-point favorites. Mm-hmm. And this is the second consecutive appearance <laughs> in a New Year's Six Bowl under Dan Mullen. Yeah, uh, We routed Michigan 41-14 last year in the Chick-fil-A Beach Bowl. You sure. did. I, you can always count on one of those New Year's Six games to be a blowout. This will be the one. It's just a bad matchup <laughs> a bad for Virginia matchup. Yeah. Uh, against 
my Gators that have outscored opponents 119 to 23 nice. over the last three games. Here's the thing about my Gators right now. Okay. We All lost right. to LSU yeah. and we lost to Georgia. Those are our only losses this year, Joe. Those are two really good losses. Very good losses. And Georgia played the best game they could absolutely play against us yeah. in the entire year because yeah. they're not that good. We're better than them, but they beat us for sure. <laughs> um, we'll win. We'll cover that point spread. I think we'll win close to what we did to Michigan. We'll win 40 21, something like that. Wow. Yeah. Um, I said this last week about Virginia. They overachieved this year. They did. Yeah, yeah. So they have nothing to hang their hats on. Oh. Um, but yeah, this is a bad matchup for them. Very bad matchup. For the defense, it's lockdown. Lockdown. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> it's gonna be points are gonna come at a premium for 100%. Virginia. Um, yeah. I don't see it being forty-one to twenty, mm-hmm. but I think y'all get like twenty-eight to seven. Twenty-seven. 20, okay. Yeah. 20, yeah. 20, but still, 14. We'll, yeah. We'll y'all cover the spread. We're covering the spread yeah, for yeah. sure. All right, so let's move on to the Sun Bowl. Mm-hmm. This is the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are playing in the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl, yeah. <laughs> December thirty-first. It's my Seminoles, Florida mm-hmm. State versus the Arizona State. Mm-hmm. Uh, favorites, Arizona State by five. Mm. Arizona State's going to win this one. That's an even matchup, though, man. The Arizona State's going to win this This one. is a big game for Herm Edwards, though. That's, that's why they're going to win this. For sure. This means a lot more to Herm than it will ever mean to us. 100%. We are, we are, we are happy to be in a bowl game, mm-hmm. but we don't want to be in this Sunday The Tony the bowl. Tiger Bowl? So, nah. We, don't, mm-hmm. we, we want to take this trophy home. You gotta take it home. Nah, we won't even. Okay. This won't. This won't be in the mantle. Yeah. This don't. This don't. Nah. This don't. Yeah. Herm's teams uh, (laughs) closed out with wins over Oregon and Arizona. Yeah. This is the second straight bowl game for Herm Edwards since he's been at Arizona State, Mm -hmm. and you facing a team like Florida State is just one and three against the spread as an underdog this season. So you got Jaden Daniels for Arizona State playing with a just a solid year this year. And just Florida State, I don't think they'll be up for this game. And yeah. I think that Herm will have more to prove, but also Mike Norvell will kind of look and see who he wants to keep as well, though. Exactly. So your kids are going to come out there to play just to perform for the new coach, too. You're giving you're giving my you're giving Florida State kids a lot of credit. <laughs> like, and, and I'm not saying it because they're not yeah. talented, because they have the talent. They have the talent. I just don't think they will come out to play this game yeah. knowing that their next year is on the line. Yeah. You know and, what I'm saying? And that is the reason why I'm picking Arizona State to yeah. win this by right around seven points. Yeah. I think Arizona's Arizona State's defense is just a little bit better than you guys this year, and I think it'll be key for Arizona State to pull out a victory on this compared to what you guys are playing for. Yeah. This is playing – Arizona State's playing for next year. You guys are playing for two years down the road. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. Yeah. Let's move on to the holiday week games, starting off with the Texas Bowl on December the 27th. Mm-hmm. Texas A&M is playing number 25, Oklahoma State. Um, the favorites for this game is Texas A&M by six. Who will win this game, Jeff? I was back and forth on this one. I mm-hmm. actually went with Texas A&M. Yeah, man. <laughs> Oklahoma State, um, I mean – the upset could happen, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? But I think Texas A&M pulls it off just because they can score points. Texas A&M the way they score points. is the best 7-5 country. I mean, 7-5 team in the entire country. Yeah, Their losses are to Clemson, Clemson. Auburn, yep. Alabama, yeah. Georgia, and LSU. Yep. That is the most difficult schedule in football. Yeah. It's not even a question. Now, playing in Houston is recruiting territory for A&M, as well as for Oklahoma State. So, I think the main thing is kind of – um, watching Jeff's guy, Chuba Hubbard, Chuba. Na- the nation's <laughs> leading Russia. Yes, sir. But these are two familiar teams that are with each other, and I think we'll find out if Texas A&M can finally be the ranked team in 2019. I think they'll do it. And this is big for Jimbo. Oh, for sure. Just because of what you just said, yeah. being able to be the ranked team and, and having that momentum going into recruiting season. For sure. Because 
let's be honest. Next year for him, it's, it's going to mean a lot. Yeah, for sure. It's going to mean a lot. Seven and five is not acceptable no, if you're not, paying a coach. Not that paycheck. Uh, yeah, nah. 88 million mm-hmm. bucks. No, mm-hmm. yeah, now nah, you so, got to step yeah, up. So next year is going to be a lot for Jimbo. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just saying. We'll see. Yeah. He better. Nah, than, you know, he didn't get fired, though. Yeah. No, nah, he walked away right at the right time. Yeah, he wasn't going to get fired from there neither. <laughs> see, that's, that's what people don't, don't, don't understand. <laughs> It was coming. <laughs> it was coming. We got another bowl. Guys. Yeah, I know. I'm not going to do this. The Holiday Bowl, <laughs> December 27th. Mm-hmm. Who we having that? We got Ohio. I'm sorry, Iowa, excuse me, number 16 versus Weezy's other team, mm-hmm. number 22, USC. Iowa's favored by 1.5 points, about mm-hmm. two points. About two points, yeah. I got USC winning this one. Yeah, this is a contrast of two different styles. Yeah. USC brings that air raid, yeah. their fourth quarterback of the year. <laughs> uh, USC finished strong yeah. with wins over Arizona State. We yeah. mentioned Cal and UCLA. So yeah. I don't think this season has gone the way that um, SC fans I, assume. Okay. And But you can look at it. Last year they were 5-7. and seven. Yeah. I think this is something to improve on. And Iowa, on the other hand. Go ahead, Jim. And they decided to keep the coach. For sure. You know what I mean? Play so, Hilton, yeah. so you know – what you got going forward mm-hmm. so now you know who you're going to be playing with they have they have a reason to play for this game mm-hmm. and people are going to be watching this game to see where they stand recruiting sure. wise and things like that this is big for the Pac-12 so I got yeah. USC I got Iowa winning this okay. man uh, they'll feature an offense with a good balance between run and pass they play tough football and that's one of those teams um, in the Big Ten that I was telling you about, yeah. that all of their losses were by a combined 14 points. Yeah. All of their losses. So they're bringing a balanced offense that will keep that defense honest. It'll be a fun matchup, but I got Iowa winning by maybe three or four. Mm. Yes, sir. Let's move on to the Cotton Bowl, which will be played December the 28th, number 10, Penn State, versus number 17, Memphis. Now, favorites for this, Penn State by seven. Who you have winning this, Joe? I'm going to jump out of the limb. Watch okay. this. This has the potential mm-hmm. to be the best game out of every game that we have. Okay. Okay. I can see On that. On paper. Yeah. It has the potential to be the best game of everything we have. Mm-hmm. And I also have Penn State winning this. Okay. Not by seven, though. Okay. They're not going to cover that spread. So okay. If you're one of those people that love the spreads, they're not going to cover that. Okay. But Franklin has to justify this contract extension. Yeah. <laughs> he does. They've had a tough time against the run this year. Um and I think Penn, but I do think Penn State is a little bit more talented. I can see that. And Memphis coach, you know, well, yeah, he's, for sure, he's headed, he's headed, he's to, headed to Seminole. He's headed, yeah, yeah, Seminole land for sure. How yeah. you feel about that hire? Uh, I don't really care. I, I, I just, I'm not going to do that whole. I'm investing in the coach thing mm-hmm. again. Okay. Just, I'm, I'm out of it. It gets tricky. Yeah, I'm out of it. Gets tricky. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm yeah. telling you, I've been there. That's yeah. what I was trying to tell you. Yeah, I'm out of it. But you didn't listen. I just to hope him. he just does a good job in recruiting. But we're not talking about that right now. He he has one last game with Memphis. He's not even coaching. He, that's right. He did say he's not gonna yeah, coach. Yeah, I was hoping that he was coaching. I did this too. Game. Yeah, but um, it's harder to run against Penn State than any other team in the country. Yeah, gives up two point six yards a game. I think that Memphis with that great quarterback uh, Brady White. Yeah, he's no joke, man. I think they'll run the same exact system that Mike Norvell has ran yeah. the entire year. But I just don't see um, Memphis finding a way to get close with this game. I got Memphis losing by at least 10. This could play like a video game, a lot of scoring. A lot of scoring. But it'll be a lot of passing because yeah. you can't run against Penn State. They're yeah. locking it down. And that's why I, I misspoke. That's why yeah. I was trying to say that they don't have trouble with the for run. Sure. Like Memphis, Penn yeah, State not run, for like sure. Yeah. But I think Penn State will win by three, though. Yeah, Norville should coach in this game. Yeah, though. just yeah, just go man. out with it. You Come know, on, you, you, those are your guys. Yeah, those, those are your guys. Your guys. You won yeah. a conference championship. Yeah. Do this last. Yeah. Dude, it's in like two weeks. It's not going to change anything. Move on to the New Year's Day Bowl games. The first game we'll talk about is the Rose Bowl. Number eight, Wisconsin's playing number six, Oregon. Wisconsin's favored by three. Who you got winning this? 
Um, I had Oregon in my playoffs. Okay. Yeah, you know, as you remember. So mm-hmm. um I think Oregon offensively is a tough, tough matchup. For sure. Wisconsin's gonna wanna slow this one down a little bit. Yeah. Um uh, but I got Oregon winning by ten. Yep. This is a <laughs> bot- this is a battle of the best offensive lines yeah. in college football. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, Oregon is coming off handling a Utah in the Pac twelve title game, so they're feeling themselves. Yep. With Wisconsin blowing a twenty one to seven lead, not scoring in a loss to Ohio State. I think Wisconsin um, just has the better running back. You know what's crazy about that? Go yeah. up twenty one seven and shout out to D Harris. He's mm-hmm. a big Ohio State fan. Yeah, he said I ain't worried about like not worried at all at all. Like not worried at all. I told D Harris <laughs> that the quarterback that they had was the best quarterback in the country. He didn't believe in. Yeah, he did. He, he did. didn't. He, yeah. did. he definitely changed his tool. Yeah, not for sure. I got to talk to him about that. <laughs> but um, with Jonathan, with Jonathan Taylor being for Wisconsin, it's just gonna be tough. It's Jonathan Taylor versus Justin Herbert. Yeah, and I think um, Oregon has the better O line of the two, mm. and that'll be the reason that they'll. They'll win. Oregon has gone over 30 points in seven of his last eight games. Exactly. So they're rolling right yeah. now. So I got Oregon. Yeah. Well. Now, and Wisconsin's defense hasn't been dominated this year at all, so, as we saw against Ohio State. Gotcha. All right, so move on to the Sugar Bowl. Sugar Bowl. It's classic. Got Georgia, number five, versus number seven, Baylor. Mm-hmm. Georgia's favored by seven and a half points. Who you got? Oh, man. This one's tough for me, man. But I got Georgia – um, they only gave a one rushing touchdown all season, dog. Okay, that's nuts. So they play up the competition. Yeah. Their offense struggles because they chose the wrong quarterback. They went with Jake Fromm, <laughs> and he's completed less than fifty percent of his passes in each of his last five games. So, mm-hmm. needless to say, he's got to find his groove. Uh, the Bulldogs just let far less talented teams stick around, mm-hmm. and they playing up to competition. They if they play like that with Baylor mm-hmm. and Charlie Brewer, they're going to be in for trouble because I'm telling you, Baylor can throw that. Listen, mm-hmm. Baylor's offense high power always has been, yep. and they stick to that for sure. So I just enjoy watching both of these defenses all season long. And I'm looking forward to this matchup between two conference runner-ups. So to me, Georgia has a lot of injuries mm-hmm. right now. Um, for sure, not, not really playing after that after that LSU debacle. Mm-hmm. Not playing well. Um, I got Baylor with the upset. Ooh, I like that. Everything, I like that. For everything you said, mm-hmm. I think it's going to be a close game, but yeah. I think Baylor comes through. And we remember Georgia last year yeah. after you know hanging with Alabama, I believe, in the SEC championship. For sure. And saying, oh, we should be in the playoff, we should be in the playoff, mm-hmm. and then laying an the egg in their bowl game. 100%. I just see it happening. I can see that happening, yeah. yeah. And both teams are coming in off of their conference championship games with an L. Yeah. And both are coming in very injured, like you mentioned yeah. as well. So hopefully teams will get a little bit healthy before this game is played and it'll be a good one. But it's two really good defenses. Um, I just think that Georgia just has a little bit more talent. But okay. I would love to see Georgia lose. I don't like Georgia. Of sure. course. Yeah. 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 Let's move on to the Citrus Bowl. Number 13, Alabama's playing number 14, Michigan. Mm-hmm. Alabama's favorite by seven. Who's winning this game? This is Michigan's national championship. It is for sure. Yeah. I, listen, Harbaugh <laughs> be better win this game. And they will. Ooh. They will. Spicy. Yeah. You stepping I, out there. Yeah. I mean, Alabama is Alabama. For sure. Got wide receivers that are all of them are going pro. For sure. Got but they, I don't know about the quarterback. True. <laughs> Mac, man, Mac ain't it. Can can they compete? Can they keep Michigan's offense from scoring mm-hmm. as well? Because their defense isn't as good as we thought it was no, going to be. No, not at all. When they lost their best player. Oh, they did. I mean, come on. Just be yeah, You're sure. right. Absolutely right. But I think Michigan can do just enough. And Michigan really wants to wants this game. Yeah, I can see that. Alabama's like, man, we're not in the playoffs. What are we doing? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, true. we don't really care. Yeah. And Michigan will come into this game looking like this is their national championship. Yeah. A win against Alabama does a lot for them recruiting going forward. 100%. Yeah. I think this game was hard to decide on because I had no idea how many players might set it out. True. Helped 
three people transferred from Michigan. <laughs> uh, their best wide receiver transferred. So yeah. with Josh Gaddis, who left Saban for Harbaugh. Yeah. I thought that he was going to have Shea Patterson and that Michigan offense out of this world. You know, but with that, they made some very questionable plays throughout the season. And the problem with Jim Harbaugh, we've mentioned this a million times, he does not have the quarterback that he wanted. Yeah. And in turn, if he would have made a transition to maybe getting one of these transfers, maybe Justin Fields, hell, maybe Kelly Bryant would have yeah. helped out. Yeah. Um, you go with Shea Patterson, you and you have to die with <laughs> Shea Patterson. Uh, but this team was playing much better towards the end of the season. The yeah. defense is absolutely for real. Yeah. The Michigan defense is for absolutely real. for real. Yeah. The question remains who will be on the field to be motivated to play and I really think Alabama is still kind of saucy after losing to Auburn. Mm-hmm. So uh, each of the wide receivers are a mismatch for any Michigan person in Anyone. the secondary. <laughs> I got Alabama winning by 10. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's move on to the Outback Bowl. All right. We got number 12, Auburn, versus number 18, Minnesota. Auburn's a seven-and-a-half point favorite. Who you got? Okay. So under P.J. Flick, who came from Western Michigan, the Gophers have improved each year. P.J. Flick will get a job. I just don't know where, but he'll get a job. Yeah. If there's a job that he wants. Yeah. That's a good that's a good way. To, yeah. With 10 that. and 2, he won 10 games for the first time since 2003. You got to leave. Because that's not going <laughs> to happen. Not going to happen again. It's not going right. to happen in Minnesota again. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so uh, they're looking to win back to back bowl games for the first time since 2015 16. So I want to see my uh, Minnesota's crazy offensive line. This is the third best offensive line against Auburn's. Enormous defensive yeah. line. This is the craziest defensive line. Yeah, they really, my boy Jonathan Grenard got uh, robbed because <laughs> Derek Brown won SEC Defensive Player of the Year. Mm-hmm. He's on this defensive line. He didn't have a better year than Jonathan Grenard. <laughs> if John would have played in those two games that he missed, it would have been it would have been a travesty. But um, <laughs> I have Auburn winning this game, but not by seven and a half. It would go way under. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I agree with that. Auburn's gonna have gonna be able to score. Yeah. Maybe at ease. Yeah. I got them covered. I got Auburn covered. Do you believe yeah. in Bo Nix, the quarterback at Auburn? I do. You not, like not not to the point where I think he's gonna take them to you know the promised land. Right. But I'm not. Yeah. I'm not mad at him as just the quarterback. Yeah. yeah for he's sure. Gonna, I get it. You know what I mean? And he's like, a freshman. Right. So he's yeah. you know, he's had some rough some rough ones out yeah, there. Yeah. No, for sure. And he's <laughs> had some good ones. He had some good ones. Yeah. 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 He's beat. He, he beat. Yeah. yeah. He beat Alabama. So. Yeah. We beat their ass though. Okay. But we didn't beat that ass. Yeah, but we beat you it. won. Yeah, we won you again. Won. All, All right. right, let's move on to the playoffs. Yeah, let's <laughs> talk about the games again. <laughs> All right, so the Peach Bowl. Yeah, December twenty eighth, three p.m. Number one, LSU mm-hmm. first. Number four, Oklahoma. Yeah. LSU is 12 and a half. 12 and a half. 12 and well, they believe in them, don't they? They're 12 and a half. That's got to go down. Um, that has been going up every day. Man, this is the best field for a college football playoff since it started. This is a really good field. Yeah. I, got it, I think they got it right one through four. Yeah. Um, LSU is the only team making their college football playoff debut. Mm-hmm. Last time they played in a uh, serious game is for the national title in 2011, yeah. losing to Alabama in the championship game. Yeah. The over and under for this game is 76, 75 and a half. That's about right. <laughs> That's the second highest total of playoff history behind the total for uh, of 80 for Alabama and Oklahoma semifinals game last season. Mm-hmm. Oklahoma is the most efficient team that we've seen because you know why? It's a system. Yeah, It's a system, dog. Yeah. They know exactly where they're going. Yeah. Jalen Hurts picked up right where Kyler Murray left off. Their kicker is even 17 for 17 on field goals. Yeah. So – this team, these are two really, really explosive offenses. Very much. And two defenses are better than most teams believe. I think this has them making to be a really, really good game. Yeah. I got LSU winning not by 12 and a half, though. I got LSU winning by seven. 
Wow. Got quiet. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nah, cause I, okay. It's two of the best offenses. Yeah. In the for All sure. right. So here's what I see. Okay. Oklahoma. This is the redemption story. Mm-hmm. We can't ride it any better. Oklahoma by one. Oh, <laughs> two of the most bro. exciting quarterbacks in yeah. college football. Not not with Justin Fields not playing. Yeah, this, this is, is yeah, gonna be man. fun. If you if you want to see points, this is which one. This is the one you watch. I say they win 44-37, man. That's be a great game. Yeah, it's a good game, it's good, man. Yeah, forty-four yeah. thirty-seven for sure. Oklahoma. 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 Yeah. Jeff said it. <laughs> Jeff said it. Let's move right along then, man. Moving on to the Fiesta Bowl okay. on December the 28th, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Number three, Clemson's playing number two, Ohio State. Clemson's favorite by two. Who will win this game, Jeff? Man, look. Did that the, the previous game? Yeah. Offense. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, everybody's out there just sure. running up and down the field. 100%. This one. Hide, hide the kids. Yeah. Somebody's getting hit in the mouth. Yeah, like, this sure. is this. It's we play a big boy football. It's right big there. boy football. Right <laughs> I'm excited about that. Yeah, this is the matchup. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Ohio State wins. I wow. think they have just one more playmaker than Clemson may have okay. on either side of the ball. Just, okay. just count it up, right? And for some reason, Ohio State just feels like the team that is better than everyone else. To me. You. To me. Okay. Just from what I've seen from body of work. I know LSU has the best victories mm-hmm. of the year with beating Alabama. There's one more who they beat at home. They beat uh, Auburn. Auburn at home. Yeah. So they have the best victories of the year. But mm-hmm. to me, it just looks like. They beat us too. When, yeah. yeah. And that was a I mean, yeah. y'all number nine team. Yeah. Right? Yeah. We only lost two games. Right. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. and you, but, but if you put Ohio State man to man on the field, I just think they, yeah, man. I don't, honestly, I mean, they're, they're tough out. Yeah. These like what you said, these are the two best teams in the country and they've been the best two teams yeah. all season long. I think they've been the most dominant as well. Yeah. The last time they've been in the semifinal, Clemson won thirty one nothing. So I feel in this year's game will be a little bit more competitive. I hope so. <laughs> this is Clemson's fifth straight year in the national semifinals. That's crazy. Shout two titles out of that. Okay. okay. They're playing in the Big Ten and I've been talking great about the Big Ten for the last four or five weeks. Mm-hmm. The competition in the Big Ten this year is better than the competition in the SEC. But at the same time, when you see a team like Clemson, who hasn't really played anybody since North Carolina. That's the scary part. That's scary for them. Yeah. That is scary for them. And Trevor Lawrence has only been sacked 12 times <laughs> the entire year, dog. So they're protecting the hell out of him. Yeah. So many uh, weapons on each roster. Yeah. This is going to be a shootout. I think I got Ohio State winning by 14, though. Who I don't know about 14. <laughs> 14 a lot, ain't it? Yes, 14 is a lot, man. Uh, but I'm telling you, man, I just Clemson 10 to 3 against the spread this year. Yeah. The best of any team. ATN is playing out of his mind. Trevor Lawrence is in his bag. Yeah. But to see again Trevor Lawrence versus Justin Fields. Yeah. This has been the matchup their entire lives. They yeah. played against each other their entire high school career. Yeah. Justin Fields came out being a number one player. In high school, yeah. Trevor Lawrence won a championship last year. I yeah. think the title go towards Justin Fields this year, who should win the Heisman if he didn't um, play in Ohio State country. <laughs> tough, <laughs> tough winning the Heisman, not playing in the SEC, dog. Very tough. You'll see yeah. when you get these results tonight yeah. from this Heisman for sure. <sighs> I'm telling you. Well, and you, then and then keep it a buck. Yeah, Ohio State's gonna have to gonna compete against each other too. For sure, they have two guys yeah, sitting sure. on the same That's team. That's true too. Yeah. But do you know who has the highest percentage of winning a Heisman? What do you mean? Like position? as far no, as far as conference. Nah, just winning like total votes. Who's that? Troy Smith, ninety one percent has the highest, ninety one point nine percent. They're saying if Joe Burrow can do that, I don't see him doing that, but I see him winning. 
handily because the splits. Yeah. I think I, I my pick for Heisman was Chase Young. Yeah. Even though they totally took yeah. away two games from one of the best defensive seasons we have seen yeah. in our entire lives. Go pro, Chase Young. I really, really, really am anticipating this uh, Justin Fields, Trevor Lawrence game. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. But yeah. I got Ohio State. Just Clemson, defense is good. Yeah. Just haven't played anybody, That's it. dog. Ohio State's been battle tested. They came tested. back from Wisconsin. Yep. They play against Michigan. Yep. You know, just the just the actual competition. The Clemson ain't played nobody this year. At all. That's the only thing. At all. So then we'll have Ohio State playing against LSU. Oklahoma. <laughs> we'll talk about that next week, for sure. But um yeah, man, that is college football bowl breakdown. I'm so listen, man. Being in the SEC. If we played in the ACC, dog, we would we would be undefeated just like Clemson right now. Oh we have to play Clemson. Just don't we'll do this. Don't don't do this. I right. pull it for the SEC crap. Yeah. I, I won't do that. We, yeah. we know some SEC fans. Yeah, because I'm for sure. I'm not pulling for Clemson because they're in the ACC. I hope not. Yeah, hell yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, yeah, no. Anybody but Clemson. Anybody but Clemson. Yeah, for sure. That's how I look at it. Yeah, for sure. Um, that is show two hundred and ninety nine. Yeah, we have show three hundred coming up. That's nuts. 300 of them things, man. <laughs> Again, with that 300, please link us so we can get your coats for the code drive with Emerson Chapel Church. We have please. those going until December the 18th. Hit us, hit Jeff, yeah. hit myself, hit yeah. Wheezy, yeah. Uh, Sick and Shut In, uh, Cameraman, <laughs> all of us, man, will link, yeah. try to get those coats to Emerson Chapel before the 18th. So we can get this going. And shout out to everybody who's been reposting oh, and, and meeting up with us to give us yeah, codes. Yeah, man. You know, everything. Appreciate Connect everybody that's actually. Yeah. We got to send a, some thank you cards yeah, to absolutely. those people. Jeff, you on that. Gotcha. I'm not really good at remembering stuff like that. We got to right. send some thank you cards to those people that sent in those codes for yeah. sure. That'd be dope. But um, that's another show in the books. 300 coming up next week. New surprises. I'm excited to unveil some things. Uh-oh. Um, yeah, man. 300 will be good. It's it's a it's a celebration. Yeah, that's what it is for sure, man. It's definitely a celebration <laughs> coming up for sure. I knew exactly what you was doing. Should I turn the heat on? You got to cut the heat on. Hello, baby sleepy. Yes, hello, baby little blankie. Little blankie, little blankie, little blankie. Too much in maroon outfit, baby. You got baby. <laughs> Tweet this question throughout the week in full sport press. Don't forget to comment, give us a thumbs up or a thumbs down on the YouTube page, on the iTunes page. Please rate and subscribe. But more importantly, don't forget to tell a friend. To tell a friend. To tell a friend, Jeff. Uh huh. That the camera is always on. You tell. Yeah, I almost me. forgot my line because it don't go that way normally. The revolution boom. <laughs> the revolution will be podcasting, man. Cameraman, we are out. <laughs> Pretty fast. If you don't stop and look around once in a while, you could miss it. Thank you for listening to the Full Sport Press Podcast. To catch up on prior episodes, visit the SoundCloud page. And don't forget to tell a friend to tell a friend. The revolution will be podcasted.
And we're back. Week 15 of Gas Money, House Money. Sure. I know how this goes. Each week we're going to pick one one game of NFL season, or the NFL uh, weekend, excuse me, that we'll put our gas money on for a nice little bit. Then we'll pick another game we put the whole house on. Sure. We's not here this week, Jay. Yeah. So we're going to start with you. Who you putting sure. gas money on? All right. I have the Seattle Seahawks at the Carolina Panthers. Carolina has been able to stop the run all season, and even without Rashad Penny, uh, the ground game is Seattle's ticket to win a Sunday game. Mm. I can expect the Ron Rivera-less Panthers to show up very ugly these last couple of weeks. <laughs> so I can put my gas money on the Seahawks minus six. Yeah, that's that's a, yeah. I would have took that one too. <laughs> <laughs> I'll change mine real quick. Yep. All right, so I'm going to put my gas money on the Texans mm. at the Titans. The Titans are, are, are favored for by three. Okay. Um, I think the Texans are going to cover that. Okay. Um, not saying the Titans won't win. Okay. I just think the Texans will not lose by three points. Here we go. Yeah, that's my gas money. All right. All right, Jay, who you been the whole house on? Put the whole house on the New England Patriots minus 10 at the Cincinnati Bengals. New England is on the Cincinnati at the perfect time. You need a little chicken noodle soup. This is the game that you can get a whole <laughs> damn bucket of chicken noodle soup. Nothing like a matchup against the worst team in the entire NFL mm-hmm. and against a defense that allows 410 yards per game. This will be a route 31-14 Patriots. So I'm taking the Patriots minus 10. Here's my house money, bit. I found my horse, cameraman. Okay. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. <laughs> the three and a half point favorites over the Lions. Yep. Been the house on the Bucks. Jameis has been playing. You know, minus the sure. picks. Yeah, <laughs> James was putting up numbers, and I think this week he's gonna keep doing that. And yeah, it's that, it's that uh, line secondary giving the, the Bucks uh, plus three. Okay, yeah. standing as of today. Okay, number one, <laughs> it's your boy Jay Ho, fourteen and ten. <laughs> number two, Weezy is twelve, eleven, and one. Hit a tie. Yeah, Man, for Weezy. sure. And Jeff, you're yeah. bringing up the rear at nine and fifteen. It ain't bad though. I thought it was gonna be worse than that, cameraman. It ain't good. It, but it's not. I, I hate look. Nine? I did not think I had nine you wins. Think you had nine no. Wins? You're nine and fifteen. You brought up good this last one. Yeah. So week fifteen, man. That's it. Let's yeah. go. 